Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. I'm going to catch up with our buddy Lars Van Berkel again because since we did that podcast and made a joke about him going to Gopher, he actually went to Gopher, and then we had him on the Pulp Show Monday, and then he got a ride to go to Lomo. Yeah, that's right. So I thought we'd call him up again, talk some sand tracks, talk about his deal, and more. Thank you to the folks at Race Tech, of course. Uh, Pulpomex is the code to save with those guys. If you're getting some work done, either motor work or engine work, please tell them you listen to Pulpomex, and uh, they'll give you a discount, man, on uh, their American-made gold valves that have been around for, geez, uh, since the mid-'80s, mid to late-'80s. Uh, Racetech.com, they do a lot of motor work as well. They do suspension work. Get your bike some love. Show your bike some love. It'll show you love back. Thank you to the folks at Racetech, Racetech.com. And, of course, FXR Racing, Filthy Phil Nicoletti and March Banks and I saw Tickle at the A-Star Ride Day. He's he's an FXR. Got a lot of guys wearing FXR, a lot of privateers, and uh, they support the uh, privateers, man. There's no doubt about it. Pulp 30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. And, uh, man, if you fish, check out the fishing stuff from FXR. I, I, the, the material and the, the, the reflection and the, the sun stuff that they have on their, on their fishing wear, it's pretty cool. Mountain bike stuff as well. FXRRacing.com. Uh, Pulp 30 is the code to save with those guys. Thank you to them. Uh, Roost MX, 48-hour turnaround. Uh, Pulp Nation is the code to save. There's a whole Pulp Nation section on their website, T-shirts and graphics and things like that uh, that can dial you in. Pitch shirts, canopies, e-bike wraps, number plate backgrounds, full sticker kits, all of that. Loretta's is coming up, and the Roost MX guys are there supporting that race a lot. Roostmx.net. Pulp Nation is the code to save with them. Also, thank you to the folks at Namira. Dennis Kirk has a deal right now for 15% off all Namira products. DennisKirk.com, limited time only. Whether you're restoring your vintage bike, rebuilding a new 450 race motor, or working at your four-wheeler, Namira has what you need. Featuring a full line of cast and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, and coming soon, engine valves, and complete cylinder kits. Follow them on Instagram for giveaways. Thank you to the folks at uh, Namira uh, as well for coming on board. Maxis, Firepower, Zools, and Seat Concepts we will tell you more about later. But again, thank you to FXR. Thank you to Racetech. Here's Lars Van Berkel talking about his recent trip around the world racing dirt bikes. All right, everybody, you asked for it, and I had to deliver it. Uh, we wanted to do another FXR Racing Racetech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast with our uh, Dutch beachman. Uh, he is on the line, Lars Van Berkel. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. A bit sore, but uh, I'm all good. <laughs> thanks yeah. for having me again. Yeah, no worries. Listen, your story's really cool, man, and, and uh, people are getting behind it and, and cheering for you. Uh, you're obviously, you know, a few weeks ago we did the whole thing, so people can go back and listen to your story a couple weeks ago about, you know, your, your Dutch beach racing and all of that. But um, I made the joke on the podcast about you racing Gopher Dunes after Southwick, and it actually happened. Uh, it actually worked. Uh, you made it happen. Your buddy Corey helped you drive over there. Uh, that was awesome, man. Um, to Southwick and Gopher Dunes back to back. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was crazy at first. I thought, well, you you made it a bit as a joke, of course. Yeah. And well, I well I didn't know if he was joking or not. So I was like, yeah, I'll I will do it if it really works out. And, um, yeah, so you texted me right after the podcast, like, hey, Digger, Digger is down for it. And mm -hmm. Digger is like the owner of JDR. So he was, uh, he wanted to, to support me just with, with food at the event and like a place to stay. Yeah. But, uh, I literally sent him a message like, hey, thanks for the opportunity, uh, Derek. 
but I cannot take it because my 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 friend Corey cannot go with me mm-hmm. because he had, he normally had to work on uh, on the Sunday, and I was a bit scared to like drive there alone, having to work on my own bike, and it was just not going to work out. And then, well, he pretty much screenshotted that uh, that message, and Ryan Lockhart, the new, he called me up mm-hmm. <laughs> the like five minutes after. Yeah, he he texts me. Uh, he he texts me and goes, "Hey, what's what's that guy's number?" And I sent it to him, and then he texts me like. <laughs> He's like, it's not working. The phone's not working, and I'm like, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a, it's a foreign phone. Like, call him FaceTime or I, like text him. Like, I don't know, like what you're doing. And Noose like, okay, I'll figure it out. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah. So in the end, he, uh, you reached me at Corey's phone because I sent him a text with Corey's phone because we were at the way to to the compound to to practice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, long story short, he said uh, we can. We can give you a mechanic, and I asked also for a bike, and they gave me a bike in the end. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, we can provide you with that, and uh, just get your ass down here. And uh, I said, yes. And <laughs> to be honest, after Southwick, I was like, oh, I regret. No, I didn't regret it, but I was like, dude, what did I get myself into? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we rented a car at Albany Airport, and uh, we drove down there, and, yeah crashed on the couch and uh, podium yeah. the next day so that was really crazy yeah like you, t- like you like told us really on the pulp cool. show you got in about like what three in the morning or something two thirty in the morning yeah yeah three fifteen uh yeah. three fifteen i met up with uh with ryan at uh at the driveway <laughs> <laughs> and he said uh come in like he literally was on flip-flops just his uh not his pajamas but uh, like a short and a t-shirt <laughs> and uh, he, he got me into the house and said well here's a couch here's a blanket and uh go, go sleep yeah. good night <laughs> yeah you get up you get on the podium there and then so you you stick around you race sandalee the next weekend um again like that's so awesome the canadians loved you you loved being up there you were planning on going to millville um why did you want to do sandalee instead of millville just because it was more support it was easier well, uh, to be honest, uh, for my Southwick race, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, well, 16-15 is not bad, but just I was struggling with my speed a little bit in the beginning. But, like, the next day I stepped on their bike and I was like, whoa, this bike is a lot better than the one I was riding. And that's not to, like, discourage uh, Corey or anything, but just, that, like, that was his capability. He could give me that bike and I was riding it, so I'm not complaining about it. But just I felt like from going full, full privateer, like I thought a lot of people thought I was joking, but we literally had to cut a chain because it got too stretched before the second motor in, in Southwick and we didn't have a second one. So like we was really privateer. And the next day I've got a mechanic. I've got a whole team. I'm staying at the facility. And like they asked me, do you want to mm-hmm. do Canada? And Corey also had like a quite a busy week. So that would mean we had to drive back six hours to Corey's house. Uh, I had to do all my bike work myself again, mm-hmm. try to go training somewhere, and then a 20-hour drive to Millville and 20 hours back and be again on, like, I don't want to down-talk the bike, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. dude, you can take a good bike in Canada and just stay at the facility and, and work with them. And Corey was, like, Corey was pushing me, like, stay here, man, stay here for the week. Just do the Canadian race, show yourself there, and you never know what happens. And uh, yeah, I ended up staying with uh, with Derek at his at his house. He lives at the property, as you know. And uh, yeah, super yeah. cool place, super super cool people. And I just like from the day, like this, the Sunday was quite a blur for me because it was so quick everything. Yeah, yeah. But like 
I felt right at home in the team. It was like I was already part of the family since the whole season. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> awesome. It was a no-brainer when they asked me to stay. So I was like, I'll stay. I will do send the league. Yeah. Uh, when you crossed the border, what did you tell the guards? How'd that go? Were they, were they like, what are you well, doing? Yeah, you're, you're a uh, Dutch guy with an American, and you're going to Canada to race? Like, how'd that go? Yeah, so Corey, Corey was a bit stressed because Corey didn't have his uh, passport because, well, I, I always think that's weird as a European, but yeah, that's because yeah. when I go to Lommel, it's 50 minutes from my house, and we can cross the border just going practice, so we don't we, we have our passport always ready because mm-hmm. yeah, we're going, we going everywhere, but in, in America... Yeah, you can do like you can go to every city and still not even go cross yeah. the border. Yeah, yeah. So he had to go to the DMV or something it's called okay. uh, to get his driving license fixed, and uh, yeah, and then we drove to the border and he could just use that because he's living in New York State, which is like a, a border state or yeah. something they call it. Yeah, yeah. So like they have some special treatment or something, <laughs> but they were all cool. Like he was stressed, like going, yeah. he was like, oh fuck, what, what's going to happen? Are they going to block me? And we literally just showed our passports. He looked at us, what are you going to do? I said, we'll go dirt bike racing. All right. All right, guys, have fun. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because sometimes, yeah, so was- sometimes as a guy that's crossed the border a ton, it can get sticky when it's like, who are you? Where are you from? Why? How do you know each other? What's going on? You know, all of that stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, can, I can get that. But that's, uh, well, the, the, the good thing was we were also not in a van full of parts and bikes. Yeah. So we, yeah. we rented a car. So it looked quite normal. Yeah, true. And then, well, the funny thing, after Sandali, like uh, the team and everybody was going to, uh, I don't know, Montana, what's the next race? Uh, which was last weekend. Just, well, they oh, were going uh, to the next race. Nova Scotia, yeah, yeah. Or Moncton. Yeah, Moncton, yeah, M- Moncton. yeah that's yeah. right. So right. they were going to Moncton, and Corey couldn't make it that day in time, so Corey had to pick me up somewhere close to the border. <laughs> and someone, <laughs> I, I still, and his name was Andre, he was working at the club or at the, at the track. Yeah. And so I was driving with a random guy back over the border. And that was even more like weird. Like this yeah. guy didn't know me. Five, well, 10 minutes before I stepped in the car, he didn't know me. <laughs> he was like, I can drive you over the border. <laughs> and then another another uh, like story like, I'm just going to drop this guy at at the Walmart, like 10 kilometers from here. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that could, that, I, I'm, I'm sure that like the, the guy at the bottom, like the border patroller, it's called, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that he would maybe like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what is this story? But yeah, he literally went back 10 minutes after and crossed yeah. the border again. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So let me ask you, what did you think of just uh, Canadian uh, life, living in Canada that falls uh, four days before Santa Lee? Like, you know, going to the store, going to eat, meeting people. What do you think of Canada? I'm in love with Canada, man. It's really nice. It's, it's a. I think it's a bit more. Um, people are more down to earth, but also like really welcoming you. Like, funny thing is, there's a lot of Dutch people there, so I got to speak a little bit of Dutch, which is nice. But like everybody was, of course, pumped after after the event because pretty much everybody in the shop there went to the event, mm-hmm. saw me do good, so yeah. everybody was like positive and and nice atmosphere but like i just like the country it's it's really nice also the facility where i was staying mm-hmm. is uh, is really nice but it's like really open really country feeling which it feels a bit like sweden in europe so sure, it's yeah. uh yeah. yeah so it's big and um yeah i went to the to the shop uh like to the to like an osteopath and stuff everybody was just super nice and super welcome so uh 
I literally have no bad uh, feelings about yeah. Canada. So you were born in a good country. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice country. You know, like everything, there's positives and negatives uh, to, compared to America, you know. But I think the Canadian Moto fans always appreciate foreigners who come over and they're stoked to see you guys, you know. Um, they want the Canadians to win for sure, but uh, they all they definitely appreciate uh, people who take the time to come race their series. So, um so what? So Gopher Dune or Sandali, I should say, uh, kind of muddy, kind of sloppy, but it turned out okay. Although you know, it's not, it's not like Lomo and it's not like Gopher. But uh, what do you think of the track and the race? I think the track was really cool. Uh, on Saturday, you could see it was quite sandy, but a harder base and a bit more like tight and technical with like a lot of one eighty degree corners. Mm-hmm. And I already saw that it would be hard to pass, but even yeah, it was like a big rainstorm and midnight yeah. on. Uh, Saturday on the Sunday, and the track was floated on (laughs) Sunday morning. (laughs) But, well, the the track turned out really good because it's, of course, quite warm there. So uh, the the track will dry out quite quite quick. But I really liked liked the the track. Just, like, I didn't like the start anymore after the second moto. (laughs) No, it was a 180-degree start, which has a lot of chaos. And, uh, yeah, I ended up crashing together with uh, T-Deck. And uh, we had to charge through the field and then... uh, yeah, I still like the track a lot. Like it shaped up nice, but it was so hard to pass. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard a lot of uh, bitching about the new track layout because they changed it up a bit. Mm-hmm. So well, I don't know how the old layout exactly was, but uh, like Dylan and uh, Tenor Ward, they mm-hmm. were all telling me like, oh, the old, the old, the old uh, layout was way better. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, no, but I liked it. Lars Van Berkel here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Podcast. Thank you to Firepower Parts, by the way. The big supporters of the Gopher Dunes guys. Uh, chains made in Japan. Featherweight lithium batteries as well. they got a whole line of part parts under firepowerparts.com. Oil, too, now. Made by the leading OEM manufacturer. Thank you to the folks at Firepower Parts. And Maxxis Tires as well. Uh, Jace Kessler running Maxxis in the Nationals. A-Ray, of course, making main events in Maxxis Tires. they got the soft intermediate, intermediate to hard tires now, developed by McGrath. And uh, shop.maxxis.com for more information on that. Great mountain bike tires as well um and uh, yeah thank you to maxis and firepower and namira and roost mx seat concepts zools uh everybody on board with us uh all right lars so here's where it gets interesting um i think just because of the southwick the gopher uh Lee stuff you just get a random dm to race lomo take us through that <laughs> yeah that's true so um well i was hoping a bit to maybe stay a bit longer in canada but uh, I also was like, yeah, I better stop on a high note. So uh, <laughs> like after after the second moto, I was pissed myself that I just missed the podium. So it was uh, uh, the the Wright family hooked me up with a trailer. So I was literally sitting on the side of the trailer. All my gear was like on the, the front of the trailer. And I was a bit sad. Like, fuck. I was like, dude, I have to miss my family now because it already felt like a Canadian family. <laughs> And I still had to find a way to get home. And like, yeah. as I just told you, like someone drove me home. But uh, yeah, at the beginning, I was like, dang, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm going to be home in two days. I'm going to watch at the ceiling and like <laughs> thinking like, fuck, I should have stayed. But yeah, I, I, I flew home and I literally was home for an hour, maybe two hours. <laughs> and I got a DM from uh, Patrick. It's, uh, and he was like, hey, Lars, uh, are you home? I said, yeah, I just uh, yeah. I just arrived. Uh-huh. All right, sick trip in U.S., uh, I, uh, I'm the owner of the JWR uh, Honda team. <laughs> Do you want to ride for us? <laughs> I was like, no. Uh, here we go. And I literally oh, said, you said to my no. friend. Oh, you said no. Okay. 
at, well, at first I said like, well, I don't know. I, I said, I don't know. Like okay. I'm actually taking some rest because I really was like tired. <laughs> and I, I just said to my friend who picked me up at the airport, I said like, dude, I'm not motivated to do MXGP now because if you, if you look at the Canadian and the American scene, like, you get like a reward at the end if mm -hmm. you do good. Yeah. And MXGP only costs you money. And well, in the end, it didn't cost me money, but like they came up with a real nice deal, which was good for me. Yeah. So I said like, yeah, like let's do it. And it was also a bit in a way like I made this like this YouTube series and I was like, <laughs> let's keep the vlog alive. Yeah. And uh, yeah. have like a European part of it. And uh, so I said yes. And like the first night, I slept so good just because yeah, I was tired yeah. from the flight. Yeah. And then after that, dude, the, the jet lag kicked in so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was a bit underestimated. But uh, yeah, I went training on the Wednesday with them. Felt pretty good. And uh, yeah, I said, let's, go let's do this. And uh, yeah, Friday, I already was at the track again for racing. So that's three days after my arrival. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you didn't know these guys at all, the, the, the JWR team. I knew the team, but okay. I did, and I knew Alvin, the other rider. But yeah, apart yeah. from that, I pretty much knew nobody. So we literally shook hands the first time at, yeah. uh, at like my, one of the local tracks where they came up to where I was gonna try that bike out. Mm -hmm. And um, no, I didn't know them. They, I think they heard your podcast um, or the, the like the Pulp Show, the the, the Monday evening show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. they loved the story, and they said, "Well, it would for also for them, it's a good marketing to like." have the three roughest sand tracks in the world within 14 days. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so they, yeah, so they, they thought about that, and they, like, like Patrick told me afterwards, like, they, they, they fired one of their riders, literally the day he called me. Okay. So he was like, yeah, who, who's ready to do Lomo, and who's not going to say you're crazy if you call them three days prior? <laughs> and they thought about me and some other guy, and they was like, ah, fuck it, I, I just call Lars. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, and it ended up being super cool. So, uh, yeah. no, I didn't know them at first, but they are super cool. I felt already immediately also at home with them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, no, it was a really gr good group to work with. So, uh, that was was cool. 21-22? Uh, 21-21? What did you get at Lomo? Yeah, I got like 20th in the qualifying heat and then 22-21. And oh, I was yeah, pissed yeah. About Just that. missed points. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah, and yeah, it's like I was... Yeah, on the Friday, I could already feel like, ooh, my energy is not where it should be. Uh, just because of the jet lag, I was literally falling asleep uh, Friday evening at like 2 o'clock at night, like a.m. So that's not ideal before a race. <laughs> and that's just because of the jet lag. So uh, I was really flat in my energy. I literally used every bit of energy that I had in me. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just couldn't maintain the pace that I normally can. And uh, I was just dropping far quicker with my lap times. Um, so yeah, you've yeah, done Lomo. I, you've done Lomo before, right? You've ridden there. You've you've done it before. Yeah, I've yeah. done it before. I've yeah. done it like I think this is maybe the sixth time. Or yeah, something. yeah. So I was just I, thinking to myself, like, yeah, it wasn't that strange for you to be there at the track and everything, but yeah. Well, the thing was, and I've never had that before, and I think it comes because of my American Canadian trip. But I had so many fans all of a sudden, and people wanting to have pictures with me, and yeah. like <laughs> asking, like asking me when is the new vlog coming online. Yeah, and yeah. Like they really loved it. Like I, I never had that before, and. Okay, I don't ride so much in, in the Netherlands or Belgium. I, I would say that yeah. this is pretty much the same uh, riding in Belgium. Because I only do the Dutch Masters, which is three small races. Mm -hmm. And then I do beach racing in Argentina and America. Right. And Germany then. So, 
yeah, I never so, see so many of the Dutch yeah. fans. And now, yeah, everybody was there. So, uh, yeah, I, that took a bit out of my energy as well. But I loved it also because, yeah, yeah as I told you in Southwick, I was just sitting alone. Uh, my my, my co-driver <laughs> ghosted me. And I literally, that's also the big, the big difference. Like in Southwick, if I need someone to help me out and Corey was not there, yeah. who do I go to? Like, yeah. I, I know some people, but I don't know random people who can maybe just hit the spanners for me for, mm-hmm. for, for 10 minutes to help me out. And in Lomo, I literally drive with my pit bike to the to the washing place because you have like a central washing place in, in MXGP. And like three to four people stop me to just have a chat with me. So yeah. that's a big contrast. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that... Yeah, did that you, was really awesome. But, did you bring your suspension to Lomo? How was the bike? Yeah, so I, I brought I brought my suspension that I used uh, uh-huh. the other races in America. I brought it with me. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I just put that in in the bike. I rode their their bars and their their exhaust pipes and everything. But, like the, the the suspension was pretty good. I actually broke my suspension in the qualifying heat, one of the last laps, the front suspension. So we had to get that fixed. But apart from that bike was really good uh it was just me who was not like having the same energy as i should be it was uh i think uh, all the the uh how you say it the exhaustment yeah, yeah. of the whole trip <laughs> came just out on the wrong moment so, yeah. <laughs> your 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 world tour is over <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah no it felt a bit like that like really after the second mode i was like dude i really need to take some time off now just because I just felt so flat in my energy. And I yeah. can understand because I, I missed quite a few nights of sleep when I was in America with yeah. traveling. Yeah. And then with the humidity, like we don't have it in Europe that much. So your body just need a moment to recover from that. Mm-hmm. And then that was normally going to start at the Tuesday. But at the Tuesday, I got the phone call. And I was like, yeah, let's do another week. I can survive that. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Um, no, that's funny. That, that's that's great. Um and I like the fact that like you're like people are getting to behind your story and they want to talk to you and they want to watch your vlogs and everything, right? Like I think that's so awesome that you know you're a friendly guy, you're an outgoing guy, you're super nice, and it's cool that you're getting a little bit of a following. That's really really cool. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's cool. Like I I started the videos uh, and I called it Flight Seven Eight Seven just mm-hmm. because of my staff number, but also like uh, yeah, when you go overseas, you need to fly in a Boeing Seven Eight Seven. So I thought that was funny, but it's more like. <laughs> chasing a dream and i want to like show that in the video so uh mm-hmm. yeah i i started it for my own memories uh just to look back at it in a few years and think ah oh, that was a cool time but like people really started to following it and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> the positive feedback is always nice yeah. and uh you're gonna get uh, yeah, cool. you're, you're gonna get a lot of ton of money now in your vlogs youtube's gonna be <laughs> i wish i wish gonna be like, i need to become the actor <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's uh um, it's hard work, but I think it's nice just to to show what you do and how yeah. how it looks to chase yeah. a dream. Yeah, I agree. Also, shitty things there. <laughs> what uh, What's your next race? What's your next uh, event? Where are you, What are you doing next? So I have some um, some ADAC races, which is the German, German series because yeah. I've got a contract there. So mm-hmm. uh, that's like some hardback races, and then I will do Keiheuvel, which is another sand track in Belgium, like. A, it's on the 15th of august it's mm-hmm. like a a holy day in belgium okay um and it's like a big sand pit as well <laughs> so i'll do that one and then i take it again a little bit of time off and then september will start my preparation again for the beach racing i will do some ADHD in the meantime 
they already asked me also for Arnhem to do the Dutch GP. Oh, okay. But yeah. I think that's going to be a bit too much. Like, I really need some time off somewhere because, yeah, when I start practicing at September for the beach racing, it's going to go all the way till February again. And, yeah, you know it. Like, all the people mm-hmm. who, who are always on the on the limit with the fitness, they should take some time off somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my next race is, is a bit of Germany, a bit of Belgium, and then back to the, the beach. Right. Um, so I've been to Lomo a few times. I've been to Southwick. I've been to Gopher. Um, you know, lots of uh, when people talk about Gopher, uh, me being Canadian, I'm always like, hey, it's pretty much Lomo. Like, just think of Lomo. That's what it is. And then there's Southwick, which is a harder base and all of that. What do you see? Is Lomo tougher than, than Gopher? The same as Gopher? Where do you put those two tracks at as far as sand tracks? It's uh, like I've I've thought about this question a lot of time during the Lomo weekend. <laughs> it's uh, because I knew it was going to come. So by far the roughest track track wise is Lomo by far. By it's, far, okay. You, yeah, yeah, by far. Because in Lomo, if you just miss the timing of jumping into a hole, you literally cannot sit down and just twist the throttle for twenty meters and just not crash. You have to stand up, have to squeeze your bike. And at Gopher, you have some places where you can just relax a little bit. Still, you have to be alert, but you can just sit down on places. And mm-hmm. the same as Southwick, like you don't have that many like jumps that you really have to time. Uh, so you can just like jump a bit short or anything yeah. and just sit on some places. And in Lommel, it's just you cannot miss a beat because if you miss a, if you just miss a bump or you just go a little bit offline, you just lose so much time and you can crash as well. But you can just lose so much time that you just have to be on your toes the whole moto. And I don't know what they did with the track this year, but there was literally no rhythm in the track. And, yeah, it's oh. it was a real physical track this year. Is it because they have so many EMX races and everything else? Does Lomo start out pretty smooth? They made it a bit. Like, they already made some wave sections in the corner, mm-hmm. so that it was already prepared to get rough. Yeah. But, of course, you also have the EMX classes. We had quite a bit of rain, so the, the, the sand got really heavy. Okay. And then uh, it's just bottomless. Like, Southwick is not bottomless. Like, Southwick, you can just take lines where it's still quite flat in the yep. second moto yep. and just take some rest at places. But Lommel literally doesn't have that. You had the start straight where you could rest a little bit, but it was already <laughs> it was already heavy. Like, there was no rhythm and there was no rest. And at Southwick, you could still take your places yeah but don't get me wrong because southwick i think uh, for me it was even rougher southwick but body wise because it was so humid yeah and it's so yeah. hot and in the 180 degrees you know where phil nicoletti crashed mm-hmm. like in that corner if you just took the corner the heat got to you yeah just because you have got like not so much uh, speed over there yeah yeah so, you don't have any any airflow right yeah so it's Track-wise, Lommel is way rougher and more difficult to keep your momentum going. Southwick is way rougher to just stay alive <laughs> because of the heat. <laughs> right, right. And then Gophers, uh, you know, in between them a little bit. Yeah, Gophers in between them. Also because everybody told me I was lucky that it was not so hot because normally apparently it's also really humid in, mm-hmm. uh, in yep. Gopher Dunes. But it was quite rainy that day. Well, I was really happy it was a bit like European weather. Yeah, yeah. So I think Gopher is sand-wise pretty similar to Lommel. But, um, yeah, you've got a lot less classes in um, in the Canadian Nationals. 
compared to to uh, the two days of riding in in Lommel. Because in Lommel, you also have to think about that. We have a Saturday. Yeah. They groom the jumps. They groom some some places where they really have to. But like the corners are all just a minefield from the day before. Yeah. So you start yeah. your first session. So think about this. When you go at Southwick, the first qualifying of free practice, it's already rough, like rough from a day of riding. Mm -hmm. And that just like elevates through the day. So it's double rough compared to a, a national, yeah. if, you, if you look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. What about the class of riders? Uh, uh, obviously, look, the, the, the Dylan ride is, is world class. We've seen that when he rode MXGP. And then the American and the Europeans, like, I feel like the European stuff, the MXGP series, is a little deeper than the USA stuff, especially this year. Uh, what do you think of the, the class of the riders, uh, depth of field and speed and all of that? Is it anything that comes to mind? Yeah, so first of all, I want to say about Dylan, like he really is is really fast. Like yeah. I knew he could do top 10s already in some GPs a couple of years ago in Arco, but he's just there every weekend and he got the aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. He can like, if he gets angry, he just throws down and okay, he can crash as well, but like he is, he's there every moto. But he also had the smoothness, like I was really impressed by him and he's also a really nice dude and a good guy to have as a teammate because he's super chill. Like we hung out the, all the days we, we saw each other, we just hang out together. Mm -hmm. He invited us over to his house. So we're just like, yeah, like a cool teammate. And I think he's going to do really good. He's normally going to do some nationals this year at uh, in the USA. So I think he's going to be really good. So I, I really look forward to that. And then on the MXGP AMA um, debate, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it is what you said. Like the 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 sub top and the AMA is a bit more weak. It's a little bit like there's more privateers, of course, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people got injured. But yeah, it's uh, it's also difficult to say because I didn't have the same fitness I think in Lomo compared to America. Right. But I think the, the 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 field is more spread out in in the GPS. Like everybody know their place a little bit. And at AMA, you can either finish fifteenth the motor or thirteenth or or twenty three. I think that just depends on the start and how you feel that day. Sure. Um, but at MXGP, everybody has their own spot already a little bit, and um, everybody maybe I think the sub top is more fit also in the MXGP mm -hmm. just because in Southwick I picked up a lot of riders in the last five to yeah five to ten minutes right because they were all dying and at the MXGP you don't see that happening because I saw like Anderson and Cincerello they completely blacked out in the last yeah. few laps yeah and lost like 30 seconds a lap like I didn't see anybody who had that in MXGP because I think they are more used to yeah, that they, type of riding. Yeah, they're better sand riders by and large, right? I mean, they just grow up in it, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. But in the end, also Southwick is not that deep as Lomo. Mm -mm. <laughs> this is also like weird. Good point. But, no, right. they also yep. come back from. So they also come back from injury. So mm -hmm. maybe that has to do with it. And yep. I think the humidity. I also think that like really, you just need to be lucky that your body is a hundred percent that day. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can look at it like this way, like in. In Lommel, the second motor, I got lapped in the last lap, literally the last lap, uh -huh. only by the by the winner. Yeah. And Jet, he he lapped me, maybe eight minutes to go still. Yeah. But then I finished twenty first, and in the AMA I finished thirteenth. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you ne you that's like an ongoing discussion, no, like exactly. who's faster. And yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you to Zools. Uh, Zools knows bags, man. They got a long uh, history in the uh, uh, background in the luggage and moto industry. 
So Zool's knows, and they will help you pack your passion. Their bags are overbuilt and underpriced. And check out Pulp 23 code at Zool, Z-U-L-Z. Pack your passion, Pulp 23 code, to save with them. And uh, they know uh, how to build a bag. There's no doubt about it. And Seat Concepts, Pulp MX 23, the code to save with Seat Concepts. Whether you're hitting the motocross track, gearing up for a trek across the country, Seat Concepts is a seat for you. They work with a lot of motorcycles across the brand. They have stylish replacement covers to complete seats, as well as various height and width profiles. Each seat incorporates a proprietary foam formulation designed to provide unmatched support and impact dampening to the rider. So thank you to those companies for coming on board. Thank you, people, for listening. And uh, all right, back to Lars Van Berkel. Yeah, I didn't, I, I'm not trying to trap you into that because that's just, yeah, you'll never... You know, everyone, all these guys are great riders, including yourself. And I just wanted some, yeah, I just wanted some, uh, some discussion about it. But yeah, you never, you know, you'll never solve it. You'll never finish it. You, you could take the MXGP guys, drop them into uh, uh, Millville, and uh, you know, it would mostly be Americans up front. And then if you took the Americans and dropped them into Lomo, while well, we saw what happened at the Disney Nations, right? So yeah, it's yeah. Um, Wow, that's that's awesome, man. FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life, Lars Van Berkel. Um, you're getting a magazine feature in Racer X. You're getting interviews, podcasts. Dude, blowing up, man. I, it's, it's awesome, <laughs> you know? I think it's really yeah, cool. It is. It is. It's, uh, I was blown away by... Uh, well, it actually all started with the post-race show at Redbird. And then I got in contact with you yeah. and see where we are. We, we ended up being in Canada. We ended up riding an MXGP. Yeah. I don't know what's next, man. <laughs> yeah. So rank rank the bikes. Uh, Corey's bike, Gopher Dune's bike, and the JWR guys. Oh, that's that's a hard one. Uh, also because we have the restriction with fuel and sound True. In, yeah. in Europe, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think... JWR bike and the JDR bike are quite similar. Yep. I know I was just riding Digger's bike, so Derek's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was not even a full race bike. Yeah, they told me. They told me they, they told me it was a test bike, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, like a test bike. Like, you know, I worked on factory teams, so I kind of know what a test bike is. And then, like two days later, they're like, yeah, it's just Diggs's bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they trapped me. They really trapped me, the guys. <laughs> yeah. No, they. Uh, they said this was like they did ignition, ECU, and mm-hmm. fuel, and, and and an open pipe, which is already like a big, uh, big improvement compared to the bike I had the day before. Yeah. But they and I was like super pumped. Like I said, dude, this thing rips, and I meant it. Like I kept saying it, but they thought I was joking at the beginning of the day. <laughs> I was like honest. I really said, like, dude, this thing rips. Like I was wheeling on pass when I didn't expect it. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, so that bike was really good, and yeah, I just loved it. But they said, well, we still have a better bike, but they couldn't give it to me because they couldn't build up Derek's bike with the pass because they yeah. wouldn't know how it would last. Yeah. Because, of course, they did testing, and, and Dylan's bike has some other futures. But I think like the no restrictions on sound and fuel, that yeah. makes a big difference also. Yep. And in, whole, yeah, in Europe, we have the fuel restrict- no, the fuel and sound restrictions. Yep. Uh, but I think that was also a really good bike. Like, I love the JWR bike. So I think they are quite similar. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, Corey's bike, yeah. I, yeah, Corey also knows this. Well, <laughs> it was just, we put a pipe on it, an ECU. People tried to help us out with a Vortex. But in the end, I couldn't run it just because it wasn't there on time because Corey had to come and someone had to program it, and we just couldn't do it. So I lost a lot of speed and power mm-hmm. on that. Like, so it was quite a power track. Yep. So I would love to have like have done Southwick on a bike 
like uh, for which I had the last two races. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Corey's bike was just pure. We made it pure out of passion, and it got me into the situation that we are now. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I am literally not complaining. Like sometimes you hear these riders like not taking the opportunity just because yeah. nothing is lined up perfectly, but mm-hmm. nothing will ever be perfect. There's always something. No, you're so, right. Uh, yep, yeah. you're absolutely right. I, I too many times riders sit there and go, "Oh, woe is me," or or, or, or "I don't," and not everything's perfect or whatever. No, I. I I agree. I love the fact that you just made it work. Was uh, was the JDR, JWR guys in the Lomo, were they happy with your performance? Like, were they were they okay with everything? Yeah, they were super happy. Like, I said to them before, like, I say, yeah, dude, I, I might have a jet lag and I might not be 100%. Yeah, yeah. But they just loved that I literally fought until the last corner because mm-hmm. I still, I was like in the fight with the, the 20th guy. I just needed that point. <laughs> like, it wouldn't. It wouldn't change anything for me because I wouldn't get prize money or anything. Yep. It was just for me. I want that point. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I, like, it was the last energy I had in me. I yeah. tried to took it out of my small toe, but uh, <laughs> it was not enough. <laughs> but they uh, loved that. They they said like they would rather work with a guy who mm-hmm. fails to, but gives everything mm-hmm. than who's coming in after 15 minutes and say I'm not feeling myself. Right. It's it's not 100. So I. I I ride in. So they were super happy. You know what's cool, too? Like, in a, I'm in a bunch of group texts with, with riders, right? Like Cooper Webb and, and Phil and Brayton and Osborne and all these guys that I talked to, and, and your name got brought up. And all of these guys that, you know, they had a lot of respect for you for what you did. They're like, that is gnarly. That's insane. Um, so that was cool. Like, a lot of these guys I know, when they found out about what you were doing, they had a lot of, a lot of respect for you for doing that. Yeah. That's cool to hear. Like that's, <laughs> I know these guys from TV, of course, but you would never think that they would care about some ditchy who's no. just doing. <laughs> yeah, no, they, that's cool. Couple, I, I brought it up to a couple people, and then a couple people said, "Hey, man, that guy's, you know, that guy did both races in two days, and that guy's doing Lomo." And I'm like, "Yeah," and then they're like, "That's just nuts." So yeah, they, they these guys had a lot of props for you in in text. So that's cool. That's cool to hear. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, well, man. Uh, like I said in the last podcast, we did. Anaheim one. That's next. Yep, Anaheim. So yeah, I think we have to book the tickets, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, <laughs> no, get, we'll we'll get you in Anaheim. I would love to do Daytona or something one day, but yeah. no. I, well, I did some riding at Digger Supercross track. Oh yeah, on a 250. Okay, but that was like uh, abundant, so I didn't like I didn't feel to go like triple in or anything in the yeah, corners. Yeah, I did the triples, I did the whoops, but it was just like play riding. So. Sure. Uh, no, I think uh, I'm a bit too late for, uh, for the Supercross boat. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, listen, man, thank you for the time. Uh, really cool story. Keep in touch if I can help you out with anything. Uh, love to hear all this stuff. It's really, really neat you did it. Um, and, uh, yeah, you made it happen. Props to all the people that helped you out, too, as well. Uh, yeah, thanks, Lars. Yeah, thanks for having me in the in the chat. I think you already helped me out a bunch, so that's cool. And, uh, yeah, we should stay in contact uh, close to the Beast Race season yeah. to see how the preparation goes and maybe yep. sometimes uh, chat about how the races went. I think that's cool. Can we can, then, can uh, we send Kiefer over to do a beach race? Can you get him a bike? He should. He should. I should speak with my Honda, with my, my team there and yep. see if they have a bike. Yep. I know they sometimes do these, like, give a bike away just for the race. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I really have to speak about that to mm-hmm. them. But I think... I think the Americans will be blown away. That's why I tried to like get the video thing going that people really see what it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, that's it's crazy. That's like, what people, we do next. We, people did it. We fly Kiefer to Holland for a Dutch beach race. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you have to come then as well. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to see it with I, your own eyes. I'm not racing. I'm not racing, but I'll just stand No, there. but yeah, you have yeah. to see it. Yeah. You have to stay there with a camera in the middle of the beach, oh seeing people pass you with 170 kilometers <laughs> yeah. an hour, get splashed by the bat, by the waves. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think it, that's funny. I've seen videos of Latuke and it's just insane. Like <laughs> it's, there's there's riders everywhere and they're all going side to side. It's just yeah. Nuts. It's it's a little bit of uh, how you call it uh, a Russian roulette. Like <laughs> sometimes you're hitting someone, some and and nothing happens, and sometimes you're hitting someone and it's yard sale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, th <laughs> thanks for the time. Good job, man. Keep in touch. Thanks, Lars. Yeah, thanks for having me, Steve. Appreciate it. All right, see you, buddy. See you. Bye, bye. Bye.